The Planted Mindset Podcast is sponsored by Sassy 10, a new online fitness and nutrition program designed specifically for you if you're a menopausal mum who feels like your body of your 20s is a distant memory. You've lost your energy, motivation, but most of all, your sparkle. During your journey, you'll be supported, listened to, held accountable, motivated and re-energized to transform not only your body, but your mindset too. You'll be given everything you need to sculpt a stronger, sexier you in just 10 weeks to regain your sassy. Follow Sassy in 10 on Instagram and find out more by clicking on the link in the bio or hit the link in the show notes to start today. The hardest part is starting, but you'll be so glad you did. Welcome to the Planted Mindset podcast and episode 31, where I am joined by Leonora Brashori, or better known as Clift. Uh, she is a army soldier, British. She's in the British Army, uh, in the Royal Engineers, but she's also been an Olympic athlete as well, having a dual career. Um, and what's quite remarkable about this is that Leonora is quite happy to say that she came to the UK as a little girl, as a refugee from Kosovo. Um, she has just an, had an amazing career um, professionally in what she's achieved, but the hurdles she's had to overcome are quite remarkable. So we delve into, I think, what would be a really pertinent topic of resilience. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome to the Planted Mindset podcast and episode 31. I'm delighted to be joined by Leonara Clift. Um, she has an amazing story to tell us, um, which I'm so excited to hear. So without further ado, welcome to the show. Thank you. How are you doing today? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? I'm, I'm loving this uh, Indian summer that we have. Yes. Um, uh, I think the rain may be coming tomorrow, but um, we might see one more nice sunset. I hope so. I think Saturday might be nice. Fingers crossed. Oh, oh, good. That, that That's good. That's good. Uh, it's the day before my son's birthday. Oh, brilliant. Um, so, <laughs> Leonora, could you tell the audience a little bit about yourself? Because um, I've, I've got some great questions to ask you, but it would be good to have it in context of who you are. Okay, perfect. Well, I'll give you a brief outline. Um, so I'm originally from Kosovo, which is where I was born. Um, Kosovo had the war back in the 90s, which had been going on for a long time. Um, I left there and came here as a refugee, uh, which I'm happy to talk about. I'm very open about that. Um, but after seeing all the things that certainly the British troops, but also, you know, the Germans and the Americans and, the, you know, the foreign armies, the help that they provided the Kosovan people during the war, I thought, do you know what? I want to be part of something like that. So when I came to the UK, I was determined I was going to join the British Army. Um, literally a week before my 16th birthday, I tried to join. I went in and I couldn't join without British citizenship because Kosovo is not a Commonwealth country. So I couldn't join as a Kosovan. Um, I didn't have British citizenship. I still had refugee status at the time. So I couldn't join. It took me, I think, seven years to get British citizenship. And then I had to hold that for five years before I could join. So it took me 12 years, uh, but I made it in eventually. I was absolutely determined I was always going to do it. And I really wanted to be part of, you know, helping a different nation like the British Army helped Kosovo. And then whilst I was in the army, I discovered, well, I was always very sporty, but I discovered powerlifting, 
turns out I was quite good at it. Uh, in, in a couple of years, I made it all the way to being a world champion and then uh, switched to an Olympic sport, which is Olympic weightlifting. Again, we can go through all that, why I did all that, uh, in the hopes of going to the Olympics. So, wow. I mean, here I am now. <laughs> that is absolutely remarkable, inspirational, dedication, resilience, which is what we the podcast is about today all of that and so much more um at such a young age to have that uh, burning ambition and to not let that fire go out is truly remarkable not so, at um, all it was a lifelong dream for me and it was something i was always going to do i always knew i was going to be a soldier one day. and in fact when i applied i applied to be in the infantry but in those days they didn't let women be in the infantry and I was absolutely gutted I just remember arguing with the recruitment officer like for a long time and then having I'm in the engineers now which I'm very happy about because I studied engineering before I joined and now I think oh god I would never want to be in the infantry like oh my god what they do is so hard I'm quite happy I'm in the engineers I'm not saying what we do isn't hard but it's very different <laughs> so they say everything happens for a reason right? yeah I'm very happy with um, them. <laughs> I mean, you've, you've divulged into so much that I'd love to, to talk about there. Um, and, and you've actually answered one of my first questions was why did, why did you actually want to join the British Army? Um, and obviously you've explained that um, and great. And, and one of my other questions was, how do you get into power, powerlifting? So, so even without knowing the questions, we've tapped into those. Oh, there you but go. One of those, uh, one of the questions I wanted to ask on further to that was what does resilience mean to you? Oh, do you know, it's a difficult one because I'm not sure if I'm aware of it half the time. I think I'm sort of a very um, target-driven person. And once I've got something in my mind that I want to do, I don't care how long it's going to take. And it's just, when I was, so I, I was a full-time athlete for about five years up until last year. And people used to say to me, you must be so motivated. And what I used to always respond is, no, I'm not. That's just not how it works. You're just not motivated every day. That just isn't the case. You're motivated. Of course, you are most of the time, but not every time. However, what I am is disciplined. So that even on those days when you're not motivated, you have discipline to still get done what needs to get done. And I think that's what resilience really is about. Just having your target. Uh, being focused on what you want to achieve, the end goal. Um, you know, if you if I knew what I had to go through to be where I am, I might be like, oh, I might choose a different path. You know, you, you maybe shouldn't know what the journey holds. As long as you keep that end goal in mind, and then when motivation escapes you, rely on your discipline. That's that's you know, I it's lovely to hear that because it is so true i mean as a, a fitness coach myself um i you know as a pt i'm not always motivated either but they not. say you can't possibly be <laughs> no successful people do what others won't do to get tomorrow what others won't and yeah and I, i've probably balls that quote up but but in a, in essence I've, that's what les brown's always said and it is it is and obviously it's come from somewhere else but it is so true isn't it it's about 100%. putting in that work and the, when you really don't want to, they're the ones that count the most. And it's hard, you know, because I remember, because, you know, in those five years, I didn't drink. I don't smoke anyway. But it was like, you, you don't socialize much either. Because I always thought living an athlete life was going to be glamorous. I was genuinely under that impression because you don't know, do you? You always think, oh, it must be so glamorous. And it's not, you know, it's, 
you know, your, your diet is dictated to you by someone else, uh, your sleeping pattern is, your whole lifestyle is, you don't have to do any of those things. But if you don't do them, you don't get the results, which means you don't get to carry on being that athlete. So if you want it, you do those things, of course, because it's the professionals telling you to do them. So when it does, if, if as long as you like sort of, you're in your own world, you're doing it, it's fine. It's for example, when your family has like a family holiday and you can't go, or when like everyone's having a night out and you're like, okay, I'll come out, but then nine o'clock, I've got to go home and I'm not drinking. I was like, oh, you know, you can let your hair down once, but you can't, you can't let your hair down once. Uh, and I'm not saying normal people should do this, who, for example, just have fitness goals. Of course, that's very different. Um, but if you have a goal, then you need to remember there are going to be hard times. And it's important for you to just know why you're doing what you're doing. And just remember, you're going to get there. Other people aren't. Yeah, however, I mean, so however, true. you know the, what the, I will say? Why. Those same people that say those things while you're going through that period, when you come home with the medals, those are the same people who go, wow, look at her. Like, that's my friend or that's I know her or she's worked so hard at this. So you know, let the results speak for themselves. Yeah, or uh, they may say, oh, I wish I could do that, but they know 100%. that they know. Yeah. They, or, they... Oh, it's genetics or oh, lucky yeah. hair. Honestly, <laughs> like, it is, it's, to a degree it is, but there's a lot of hard work behind it. I've had that one thrown at me as well. Um, I, bet. Yeah, I, actually, I actually looked it up um, to, to, to see what the, the definition was. And it said the capacity to recover quickly from difficulties and toughness. Oh, wow. Uh, I didn't is, know that's what it meant. So it's so true, isn't it, that you, yes. you you have to pick yourself up. You've just mentioned about hurdles and obstacles. Um, so what would you say through, you know, obviously 12 years of, of wanting to get into the army and obviously competing as a professional athlete? I, I, I didn't do that before, biggest... before I joined. Or do you mean in general? Yeah, in general. Oh, sorry. So what has been your toughest hurdles? hurdles because there would have been many but but ones that are up there perhaps one for the the fitness and one for the army and how did you handle them okay so I think everybody's different for me my toughest hurdles is not performing to my best I I'm unfortunately I'm the kind of person that beats myself up over stuff like that like you know, you know I'm, I think I can be so hard on myself, like, why didn't you do better? Why didn't you better? And I think you just have to remember that on the day, that's all you had. That's what you had, you know? And, I, and then I'll think, but two weeks in training, I did this. Or, you know, those kind of things. And it's, or for example, when, when I first started competing, I used to get so nervous and the nerves would always get the better of me. And I would beat myself up over it so much because I knew I could do so much better if I could just sort of not be so nervous. Um, funny enough, actually, I actually went the other way and I wasn't nervous enough. Turns out you need a bit of nerves, by the way. But um, yeah, I think that, 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 that for me was really hard because it would affect me for weeks afterwards where I'd go into training very demotivated, still disciplined, do what I need to get done. But it's very different when when, you know, you're, you're being so hard on yourself and I think how I get over that is something that my coach said to me and it was actually uh his girlfriend that noticed it, it wasn't even him and he said do you know what I know do you know what she noticed about you and I said what what is it and he said um 
you criticize yourself so much more than what you praise yourself. When you do things good, you say, okay, that's good, but I still have more to do. Yet when you do something like that wasn't so good, you, you beat yourself up over it. He said, would you talk like that to someone else? I was like, no, I wouldn't. And he goes, I've never heard you talk like that to someone else. You're always encouraging other people. Why would you not talk like that to yourself? And I was like, oh my God, you know what? It was kind of the, a, a penny drop moment for me. I thought he's actually quite right. And I don't always get it right. Still, I sometimes get stuck in that loop, but I try to remember, look, what you're saying to yourself is so important. That's so, so true. And uh, you've tapped into something that I think many people do struggle with, that inner voice, that inner critic that's so unkind at times. It, it equally pushes us um, sometimes out of our comfort zone, which is yeah. contrary to belief because it actually wants to hold us where it's safe. Um, so it's it's one of those things that it it's learning to, to tame the beast, isn't it? And, yes. and using it to your advantage um but not ignoring it not you know um accept it acknowledge it and and move on it's almost like confront it would you say yes 100 percent. and, and, and yeah. I'm, I'm a big fan of facing things so <laughs> you you have achieved so much um um, which of the successes would you say have been your sweetest? Um, and what would you say is your definition of success? Oh, you, you've got some tough questions, you know. <laughs> <laughs> right. I think, you know, uh, you, you professionally, my, my sweetest success, I think, was for me personally, it was meeting the Queen. Um, because first of all, I wasn't expecting to meet her. I didn't know I was going to meet her. But also, I had quite a lot of respect for the royal family anyway. But when I met her, I think, you know, she, she was at the time, she was 92. And uh, she didn't have a walking stick. Nobody, she didn't hold on to anyone. She didn't um, sort of stop. She was standing all day long, talking to everyone, walking around. And when, when we met her, we were in a room of 50 people split into 10 groups, right? And these groups were different groups. The group I was in was the group of athletes who had done well that year. And uh, she was supposed to come in and talk to only one person in each group. So five people, and it was going to be five minutes per person. So 25 minutes, that's all the time that she was supposed to be there for because she had a lunch afterwards. And she came in and I don't think she realized there were going to be 50 people because she came in and she was like, oh my God, that's a lot of people. And she said, I'm not leaving here until I speak to every single person. She said, I'm not leaving here. And after 25 minutes, they came in every five minutes trying to get her out to go because literally her helicopter was waiting outside. But she was like, nope, I'm not leaving. I'll speak to every single person. And I just thought, you know what? That's absolutely amazing. You know, who are we for her to, to you know, change her schedule like that, you know? And I don't mean that anybody's beneath anyone, but if I've got a schedule, I'm going to stick to my schedule. But as soon as she realized all those people were there to meet her, she was like, no, I'm going to meet everyone. Like I said, she was 92. She, she didn't have a walking stick. You know, she was standing all day and she just did that all day. And for me, I thought that was a really, really. Poignant. Yes, it was a sweet success. Yeah, uh, in, for, for she me, is a I, remarkable lady, like I you say. So. I mean, resilience, uh, determination. I mean, she's, she's given her life to to the the throne. Yeah, one hundred percent. Whereas, I think personally, 
uh, my best success in my personal life would actually be uh, meeting my husband. Well, not meeting because we that we actually knew each other for eight years, but um, sort of getting together because I, I so I'm 36 and sort of going into my 30s, I'd given up the thought that I was ever going to have kids or even be with anyone again. I thought, you know what? I've kind of left it a bit too late. Oops. Don't get your hopes up too much. And uh, when we got together, you know, it's, he's absolutely amazing. We are absolutely made for each other. And that for me is a big, big success because, you know, I'm in, in my sort of family views, I'm, I'm a little bit conservative. I do like a little bit old fashioned family values. I've always wanted to have a family, have kids. Um, I just sort of didn't get around to it. You know, it, it happens, doesn't it? So us being together, we're trying to have kids now. It's, it's uh, to me, that's my personal success. Oh, that's, that's really heartwarming. Both stories there. Um, Thank you. And, and, and not at all what I imagined the answer w- would be. Oh, actually. really? Um, so that's, so no, but that's lovely. Cause it's, it's um, you speaking from the heart. I thought it might've been one of your, um, uh, championships you know obviously competing and and obviously you know some impressive uh clean jerk and snatch uh lifts there i mean i was just <laughs> like i don't know how you do it honestly seriously oh do you know what it's like sometimes <laughs> I, I remember when i first started so do you want me to tell the story about how i got into it a little bit yeah sure right so um in the army on wednesdays we have something called sports afternoon where you get to go and do a sport and one of the corporals said, I'm doing powerlifting. Does anybody want to try it? I'd never done it before. I'd always gone to the gym, but I'd never done powerlifting before. Now, powerlifting is different to weightlifting. Powerlifting is squat, bench, deadlift. I'd done those three before individually, never as a, as a sport. So I went and I did that with him, and it turns out I was quite good. And over a couple of years, I worked my way up the ranks. I competed only in the army initially uh, because I was still in training and I wasn't allowed to compete in civilian uh, competitions. Eventually, I, I competed in civilian competitions, but I kind of came out of nowhere because I'd only competed in the army, so nobody had really known of me. And then I just turned up and I got tested almost every competition because everyone thought she's come out of nowhere, you know. Um, so I was getting tested a lot because people thought I was a bit dodgy, but of course I wasn't. <laughs> uh, I, I'd have two careers I would lose. I would never do that. So... Um, Anyway, over a couple of years, I eventually uh, became a world champion, which I was, I I honestly couldn't believe it. I thought when I went to the world championships, I thought if I place top 10, I'll be happy. But to my absolute delight, I became world champion that year. That's when I met the queen because of that. So after that, then the army asked me what was next for me. And I thought, right, this is me. I'm done. I'm going to focus on my army career now. But they, they, the army have a, uh, an allotted number for athletes in the army, which is 11 spaces. So we've got 80,000 people in the army. 11 spaces are for athletes. And they really want athletes who are going to go to the Olympics. So they said to me, why don't you try an Olympic sport? I said, well, the closest to powerlifting is weightlifting. So the army sent me to Loughborough to do some tests to see if I could be good at it. British weightlifting said, yes, we, we will train her if you sponsor her. So the, the, the British army sponsored me and I literally learned weightlifting from scratch with British weightlifting. And I had a year to get to international standards. So what was so, different in weightlifting to powerlifting? So sorry, then? I should have explained that really. So powerlifting is squat bench deadlift, uh, weightlifting is snatch and clean and jerk. So very different movements. If you don't know what they are, maybe you can Google them, but, Squat, bench and deadlift, I think most people know. Snatch and clean and jerk both go above your head. 
which I hadn't done in powerlifting, you know, so it came as a bit of a shock. And I remember my first couple of weeks at Loughborough because I, I was now training full time. My first couple of weeks there, I really thought, you know what, I'm, I don't know if this is for me, you know, I'm not sure if I can hack this. I thought, just, just stick it out a bit longer. And this is where perseverance comes in because, you know, my body was in pain. We would train, train in like for hours a day, just, you know, just like, oh, and I was like, I'm not sure if I can do this. You know, I'm not sure my hands were hurting, my shoulders were hurting, calluses everywhere. Say, yeah. and, and I was an athlete before that already, you know, so it was a massive shock. And I thought, I don't know. And I just persevered a bit longer. And a couple of weeks more went by and those those pains were just new pains that's all they were and they just literally went away really? and I never had them again the same way obviously you never sort of stop having doms but I never had them like that again and I absolutely fell in love with it and I thought oh my god I'm so glad I stuck with it because I absolutely love doing it so I think the snatch and the clean and jerk are both quite scary moves I mean 100% on that snatch flinging yeah. it up above your head and and the clean and jerk like getting down into your bum ass to grass and all of that yeah. and then pushing back up i don't even get down in a squat like that as it is yeah no alone holding a barbell with a load of weight on the either end that is 100 percent accurate because you know what i was saying about i used to get nervous at competitions and that is what i used to get nervous about dropping the bar on myself and not getting yeah. under it so then what i would do is i would lift the weight but not get under it and it's like why position's not that? right yeah you know it's like I don't do that in in training why am I doing it in competition it's uh, it's you know you really really have to have the guts to just do it um and it's something my coach used to say to me if anybody out there is a weightlifter and sort of has that problem my coach used to say to me is the bar does the same movement whether there's weight on it or not right your body goes around the bar whether there's weight on it or not if you can keep that in your mind whatever happens no matter how much weight is on, you do that movement. If you are strong enough to get under it and hold it, it will happen. If you're not, your instincts will not allow you to drop it on yourself. It just, it's, it's so unlikely unless something goes wrong. It's so unlikely, you're more likely to just throw it. He said, if you can do that, then you're halfway there. So then I was like, and then very important, he said to me, you've committed to that lift the minute your, hand, the minute your hands touch the bar. He said, before your hands have touched the bar, you can go and change that weight. Because if you don't, don't think you can do that weight, go and change it. But the minute your hands touch the bar, you've committed. You now have to follow through. So I now think about stuff like that. And then even when it is scary, I do my best. Like once my hands are on the bar, I've got to do it now. Uh, that, yeah, I, I, I like that because there's there's more chance of you getting injured through your nerves and not 100%. completing or completing that move in the right manner that your body's used to. And also yeah. your your uh, subconscious, my muscle, everything is primed. If you've done that, you know, a thousand times over and over again, it will do it with your eyes shut if you wasn't even thinking. So it's yes. it's only the brain that gets in the way. Obviously, the power, if it's not there on the day or if it's not there it's not there but it's it's more the brain isn't it that, yeah, that's going to stop you and it's a huge the weight. Weight like that yeah and sometimes i remember in the beginning even squatting sometimes and squatting in my head i feel like it's such a safe lift you know now i can't even imagine doing it now but i remember in the beginning i used to just be so scared to get down with it just think oh my god what if i get stuck but weightlifters um don't spot the same way as say bodybuilders or powerlifters we don't have safety bars so if we don't make a lift we let go 
So you literally cannot get stuck because if you don't make, you just let go. So literally nothing bad can happen. Um, I'm, and then I'm when I'm fascinated got... though, I'm fascinated with that, um, the, the, the jerk and the, 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 the power, um, the snatch and the, the clean clean and jerk i should say yeah in that the sort of the bums under uh i've been watching i don't know uh that young eight-year-old um corey is it her name i don't it's an eight-year-old who's who's the champion of her, her weight her age and it's phenomenal when you you see yeah. her lifting and the knees buckling and she drops or it goes over like you say yeah. everything you've just said you can see that is applied there and yeah. what you just mentioned there about that uh, determination, because then eventually yeah. then she's got that That's bar and she comes yeah. up and you're like, oh, my goodness. But how do you get out of that squat position when your your bum is on the floor? <laughs> so actually, so actually, your, your bum is not allowed to touch the floor. Well, no, I know. I, I'm metaphorically yeah. speaking. I mean, it's, no, I know as it's, it's if, literally if you make the lift, so close. Yeah. But if did you know if you make the lift and your bum touch the floor, you you're will not qualified yeah well you're not disqualified just that lift won't count yeah so however uh, in in weightlifting we're allowed to bounce so you're allowed to bounce out of it so if you what you want to do is time it so that when you do the clean you catch it as you're going down and then you bounce out of it so you don't want to be catching the weight for example the weight is coming down you're coming up you don't want to be catching it like that what you want to do is you're coming down together with the weight right if you can time it well like that which only happens with experience your body gets used to it over time it's not something you can i think consciously do very well uh you you try to consciously do it initially but over time your body gets better at it so you time it so that they're both coming down at the same time so that you only need to bounce once and come back however if you've mistimed it which happens you then get stuck in the bottom because the weight sort of plummeted on you and what you will find weightlifters in competition do is they bounce they'll do two or three bounces and then that will help you just momentum get up so that's pretty much how and if you're not strong enough you keep trying and you let go eventually so would you say um obviously like it it makes my quads want to cry but but also <laughs> my knees which 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 do you find that seems to take the biggest impact i know you're driving through your heels and you're using those glutes as well and those hamstrings but it just does feel like it looks like it's all knees and quads for me, actually, it's far more quads. And I always wish I could feel my glutes because don't we all want bigger glutes <laughs> in this day and age. But unfortunately, I'm not so lucky. I always feel it in my quads. And I've, I'll tell you what, I've been very, very fortunate. I've never felt it in my knees. And really? I still don't. Nope, never. Really? And really? most of my uh, friends who do weightlifting, you know, they feel it in their knees every now and yeah. again. Most people I know, but I have literally, I, I think I've generally got really good joints. Uh, wow. I've never felt it in my knees, never, N not, I think I had like a, you know, a, a niggle in my wrist once, <laughs> but Blimey. that's, that's about, I'm, I'm very lucky, but I, I don't think that's normal. I think a lot of people no. do feel it in their knees. Um, yeah. And with weightlifting, uh, the knees is more wear and tear rather than technique because we do squat ass to grass. And sorry, I don't know if I'm allowed to say that. Yeah, that's fine. I said that earlier. <laughs> um, but but uh, that is how we squat. It's that particularly is not bad for your knees. Um, it's, it's the where, it's the how often we do it. So, I mean, obviously, I've got a couple of questions here that are more um, about, obviously, the sport. Um, in biomechanics, so yeah. you got assessed you know do biomechanics play a big part on you being able to be a good 
um, weightlifter or obviously yes. uh, clean and jerk snatch to be able to do that because when we're as personal trainers we're always assessing you know obviously a squat movement and some people will squat down um, you know and, and obviously butt wink some yep. will literally excessively lean forward yep. um, ultimately I think a squat is something you got to find what works best for you but yes. I've always had um well always had I've got long femurs and yep. oh good luck it, squatting <laughs> exactly but it took me a long time to figure out that that's why I I had an excessive forward lean you know and yes. biomechanically <clears throat> I'm not pre-designed uh, that way yeah, designed yes. yeah so yeah. I wouldn't be a good um a well um I think biomechanics play a huge role in weightlifting. It doesn't mean that people who aren't built that way aren't good weightlifters, because there are plenty. However, it does play a huge role um, in, in weightlifting. What you want is someone with a larger uh, spine than uh, limbs. So you want them, so their arm span, for example, should be smaller than the, the length of their spine. That's what, what, what will make weightlifting much easier for you. <laughs> Um, but it doesn't yeah. mean that if you don't have that, I don't particularly have those proportions, but I'm decent. And then we've got, for example, Sarah Davies, who not necessarily has those proportions, but she's a phenomenal weightlifter. Um, so, yeah, uh, that's what you ideally want. However, a common mistake as I personally see people make, and we used to talk about this with my coach quite often, is uh, people thinking that there's one way to do things like this is how you squat and this is how you do or this is how you wait if this is where your arms have to be in fact all of that depends on your proportions so if your spine is really long and your limbs are short then yes you should look like these weightlifters. but if your arms are long and your spine is short there's no way you're gonna there's absolutely no way you're gonna get into those positions it's not going to work like for example with myself when i squat my feet are fairly narrow, but my, my, my feet are narrow, so close together, but they point out quite a bit. And that's perfectly normal for me. That's completely normal. My, my knees face forward when my feet are like that, and that's just normal for me. That doesn't mean it's normal for everyone, you know? So it just really depends on how you're built. And unfortunately, something like that takes uh, practice and experience. So, you know, mm -hmm. if, if you can have someone to give you advice, that is that. That would be amazing if not then maybe you can reach out to someone send them a video and they can help you i mean when i train without my coach what i do is i self-coach so i record my lifts uh usually from a 45 degree angle so that you can see everything and then after each set you wash them back and you can self-coach you can say right my arm should be here my leg is doing that whatever needs to be done but uh, yeah if you can ask someone who's got that experience that would go a long way yeah, I mean, you've touched on a couple of points that, that makes me feel uh, quite pleased um, that you've said it um, about the fact that, you know, there isn't one way. That was my point um, that every squat, you know, position is unique for us because we may have um, previous injuries, childbirth, oh, different hips, you know, uh, deep sockets, all of those things. And, and I know that for me, more comfortable, my toes point slightly out. And, and to be honest, I find it really hard to do a narrow squat. Uh, yeah. You know, so for me, a wider you squat, a sumo a wider, squat yeah. is more comfortable and then I can get my ass down. But yeah. for, for years prior to being a personal trainer, I, you know, I was like, well, try doing it the conventional yeah, way. Yeah. Yeah. Until then I've, I've actually realized that biomechanically it was 
almost pretty impossible. <laughs> yeah. You know, if, if you don't mind me touching on something that I only uh, realized when I started weightlifting, because I never had it, this problem when I was powerlifting, but in, in weightlifting, so the difference between power, powerlifting and weightlifting in, in what I'm about to talk about is that with powerlifting, you're either squatting, benching or deadlifting so the only time you're picking up something off the floor is when you're deadlifting because when you're benching you're pushing so your, your hands don't really hurt too much when you're squatting again you're not going to get many calluses. i mean you might get calluses but you won't be in pain it's just the deadlifting what's going to put that force and it's going to be painful and in powerlifting you might heavy deadlift uh once every 10 days because of your central nervous system uh, you might do more deadlifting there but it, it won't it won't be heavy. So really once every 10 days is when your arms are being, your hands are being affected by this. In weightlifting, however, you're picking weights off the floor every day, every single day. And it doesn't matter how much weight is on that bar, because you're picking it up with such force, you've got three times the amount going through your hands. So your hands are constantly, you know, going through it, I guess. And it just, you just have to get used to it. At first, you know, you use tape and then after a while, your hands just get used to it and then you don't need to. But what I noticed was, because we used to get in Loughborough, we used to get tested um, every week, our explosive strength and our absolute strength. So the difference is absolute strength is how much weight you can lift. And no matter how long it takes you, you can pick it up, how much weight you can pick up. Uh, explosive strength is how quickly you can move a weight, right? So uh, we used to get tested every week. And I noticed that um, once a month, <laughs> my, my hands would hurt far more, right? Like to the point where I just couldn't take it. I had to use straps. And we, we don't use straps often, but if we were, we, we could only use them in training because you're not allowed to use them in competition. And then I thought, right, I didn't think anything of it. And then I noticed after a few months, I noticed that the same thing was happening to my tests where my strength my absolute strength and my explosive strength uh, were peaking once a month and were dropping once a month. And I thought, God, this is so weird. And right, what I'm telling you now is obviously it's taken me years to sort of figure out. Luteal phase. Yes. So <laughs> the week before my period, I'd be absolutely shattered. So I have no energy because my testosterone is up. My estrogen is down, right? So very low on energy. However, so much strength, mm. like so, so, so strong, but really low Follicular. on energy. Yeah. And then literally the week after my period, when I'm ovulating, really high in energy, got all the energy in the world, but hardly any strength. And I thought, God, that's very interesting. So, and I noticed that this can affect your diet as well, because my sister, for example, she struggled with different diets all her life. She always says she envies me uh, because I can sort of main maintain a reasonable diet or a reasonable weight where she feels like she can't and these are her words not mine um but I, I sort of had to sit down and have a word with her because I noticed that she was fighting through these moments now I know when I'm the week before my period I am craving chocolate and sugar and I know I have to give in to that because if I don't I'm going to binge later on I know full well I'm going to binge later on. So I'm going to, I need to adjust that. I know, for example, the rest of the month, I'm going to be able to have a reasonable diet. But that one week, I need to cut myself some slack. Not, not the least because our body's actually more tolerant to carbs anyway in that week. 
And I think yes. a lot of women don't know that because, for example, again, my sister, she absolutely hates the gym. She doesn't want to go there. She always wants to do it through diet. So I think there are a lot of women out there who prefer to do it through diet only. Um, and I think you just have to remember that, that if you don't cut yourself some slack in that week, you're going to binge later on. You're going to feel like, and this is the, 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 the sort of the cycle that I saw in her. I'm not saying everybody's like this, but this is what I saw her go through. She would then, obviously, because the cravings are too strong, she would eventually give in, she would binge. And then in her head, she's broken her whole diet and she gives up on the whole diet. Mm. And I think that's a terrible way to set yourself up because you, you've, you, you've set yourself up to fail there. Um, yeah. you, you can't expect yourself to do that in that week. You just uh, can't. You're already so tired. Your body just wants these things. And you have to, I'm not saying you should go mad, but you have to cut yourself some slack. You have to make yeah, it. Listen to your body a bit more. And it's, it's quite intuitive, I isn't it? Women... I think um, there's, um, I was listening to, to a podcast actually yesterday um, and it was about women are not small men and literally talking about the the different phases and and that, i'm glad you brought it up because i was going to actually ask did oh, there you go. did your coach uh, adjust your training plan yes. or like for yes. your cycle because i believe that it can be like like we've all got to go through the cycle and your competition or, or you know they're, they're going to be whenever they're going to be wherever your cycle is yes and it's better to be having a proper cycle than than taking the pill or something yeah so no I, I, to, I never did that no i just let so you'd have to manage it either diet. with with diet yeah. um and and obviously strategically with sleep and rest and all those things and reducing weight and stuff so your coach was on the button with regards to your cycle and adjusting accordingly for you uh so throughout what the we process did was we did it exclusively by feeling so we would do so i'd have my normal program right and on the day when I start feeling like, yep, I've hit that week when I'm going to have my week week. So I'm high on energy, but low on strength. I've hit that week. We would do what, what we called an active recovery. So you take a break on that day. You mark it in your diary on that day. You take a break from your normal program and you come in. And uh, so what you do, so it's quite deceiving active recovery because you come in and you think you're not going to do much work, but actually you are. So what you do is you do slightly higher weights. So you go up to 90% maybe. So you're very close to your edge. However, you do less repetitions. So you might come in for just three sets of three, right? Which is not, not much, but it is still quite heavy. So it can be, like I said, psychologically, it can be a bit like, oh my God, I'm so confused. Um, so that's what we would do. So we call that an active recovery. However, it does feel nice really to just go to the gym, do some heavy weights a couple of times and like, I'm done, it's nice. Um, so there is that sort of psychological reward for it as well. So that's what we would do. And then we would do that for seven days or until I felt like my normal self is back. So we did it exclusively by feelings, but I started researching on the internet to see if there was anything, any other way you could test your, your hormone levels. And there's nothing out there that I could see. And, uh, Myself being an engineer, I've decided I'm going to embark on that mission. Uh, I've already started doing the research and um, looking into how I would go about building something like that. And then obviously it'll take years of research before it can go out anywhere. But I'd like to, to get it to a stage where people can actually know, for example, they'll have something on their arm uh, that will monitor that. They'll have it on their phone and then they can say, right, I'm more tolerant to carbs at the minute. So 
I can allow myself a bit more or this week is a strong week for me I can go to the gym because I really found it hard to go by feeling again it depends what kind of person you are but I'm not very good at sensing those things so sometimes mm. I've missed it you know it wasn't very accurate and for me I I'm quite a I like accuracy so again it depends what kind of person you are but I, I don't like guesstimating I quite like it to be mm. exact so for me it was very frustrating and I was yeah, very frustrated that there was nothing the else cycle there. haven't you got like obviously the the day one of your cycle of your period is the follicular phase then yes but it doesn't matter that that's when those things kick in it doesn't, yeah I mean, exactly like, it doesn't mean that those things kick in exactly so you might you know, not feel it every time yeah exactly. yeah so and then obviously um, you've got the ovulation in the middle and then you obviously start on the luteal phase which in theory is when we sort of need to be a little bit um lighter on those weights because we're yeah. not going to be able to to lift as heavy but like you and also say, you're more injury prone as well which i didn't know yeah 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 so i'd like to well it's like i said it's it's, it's going to be a few years before anything comes to fruition but i'd really like to have something that sort of makes stuff like that more obvious so that you can uh, conduct your training your dieting your lifestyle um, I think that would be more planned so, um, so important and and so um, oh, exciting for yeah for well as, as a woman and an have. athlete I know I want it mm. so if I want it I'm mm. sure there are other women out there who want it and yeah, everyone yeah. I've spoken oh, absolutely. to about it has always gone oh my god I would love that I was like well there you go so I need to well, when need you think to... about technology and wearables and and how they're coming forward and artificial intelligence how we can monitor obviously arrhythmia with with our apple watches now you know there's definitely the sensors and and the you know technology there it's just amassing that data and then obviously that artificial intelligence honing to yeah. you over over time because they've, they've got yeah. different apps that you can sort of punch in stuff obviously for your cycle menstrual and symptoms but not anything yeah, but like it's, that yeah, but it's, fitness all, perspective. it's all guessing based on what yeah. the information you've yeah. given it nothing is actually yeah. monitoring you which like i said that was for me it was so frustrating no i i'm so, i'm so glad that you brought that up um because it, it literally was something that i wanted to talk about and actually ask with especially because of uh powerlifting weightlifting you know like you you are gonna really notice times when you're just not on your game and you'd be what, oh. what amazes me that you know us women we're still scratching our heads like realizing that actually it comes every month and then going but why don't i feel so strong today <laughs> god honestly yeah <laughs> and, and 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 i certainly went through that for months for months i went through i was like oh my god i was really strong today i was amazing not realizing at all that i had anything to do with that honestly i had no idea <laughs> but why don't we why don't we exactly. it's not even anything that I, I spoke about this on another podcast episode and it's not something that's ever been taught in any of the science no. of uh you know so and it should be I, it 100 should, should be shouldn't it because we learn yeah. you know we learn about you know men have more testosterone than women so inevitably they might be a bit bigger and stronger um but we don't really learn about the the women's side and how no. i mean we do learn about menstruation and how it affects us but certainly not in that context and i think in this day no. and age with people being more aware of um their fitness their well-being their health i think it's a an important conversation to, to have definitely um and I'm, I'm glad that we brought it up on or you brought it yeah, up on this, this episode because yeah, when we get that conversation going then obviously um more people listen to it it generates and, and so. more people can be aware yeah. I, I wish i was aware earlier 
Yeah, yeah, me, me too. Me too. Yeah, I don't yeah. have a bloody clue. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, I just wanted to tap on to one question before we go into the quick fire round, because you, you mentioned about, you know, people saying, oh, you're so motivated and da da da. Um, and, you know, you're human just like everyone else. So you will have your down days. Um, how do you talk to yourself when you're having one? Um, when I'm having a down day, I think initially I let myself get carried away. Uh, like I said, I can be quite hard on myself. And then once I realize and, you know, the time in which I realize that can vary. Sometimes it can be days, unfortunately. Sometimes it can be minutes. But it's when I realize that I'm doing that, I hang on to that end goal. I always tell myself, remember why remember why remember what you're going to achieve and that's for me what keeps me going again you know everyone is different I know I've said that a lot uh today but I truly believe everyone is different and what works for one person doesn't work for another uh, not everybody is the same but for me what works is that end goal always that end goal Re goal remember why remember where you're going remember where you're doing um and that's what keeps me going Oh, I love that. I love that. That's, that's lovely. Um, I do think that is so powerful. Um, obviously, you've got to have a good goal and a reason why. Otherwise, you're not going to stick to yeah, it. Yeah, but you also so. have to remember to catch yourself when you're in that place, you know, because that's I think sometimes that's harder to do than actually getting yourself out. I think it's realizing when you're there or at least again, for me, it is sometimes I don't realize I'm doing it. And I think sometimes yeah. I think that's a bit harder. Yeah, I think you're right there, there Leonora, to, to catch yourself um, yeah. before, you know, and it's not like a week before you've beaten yourself up continuously. Every exactly. Day. Um, I, actually, I did actually quickly want to ask you one more question as well. Okay. Um, who was your childhood inspiration and who is your inspiration now? Oh, I don't remember who my childhood inspiration was. I'm so sorry. I have no idea. I think as a as a kid, I always wanted to be an astronaut. I know this sounds completely out there and weird, but I just always wanted to be an astronaut. So that's who my inspiration was, I think. Uh, if I remember right, I used to have Rambo dolls. So I think I quite used to like Rambo, which again is weird and not typical maybe for a girl, but um, those are the two things I vividly remember. Um, powerful icon figures. I don't know, I guess so, it's weird. Um, who my inspiration now? I think I like people like Gal Gadot, and I know she's an actress, she's not even an athlete, but uh, I, I listened to an interview of her, you know, where she, you know, she was with her husband and they'd been looking for roles for her for years and years and years, and she was trying to have kids and she just kept getting rejected and rejected. And then they asked her, you know, to go on an audition. They didn't even tell her what it was for. This is for Wonder Woman. And, you know, she she was like, go on, then I'll give it one last go. And after that, I need to do something else with my life. And she went and she got it. And I thought that was amazing. And what I like about her is even since she's done all that, I think she stayed sort of herself, you know. Um, she's just a normal person who just talks normally, does normal things. She's carried on. You know, she was actually pregnant while she did the uh, Wonder Woman movies which I was shocked oh, wow. to find out. And her stomach was actually just uh, just painted green. And then they 
I photoshopped it after. So I was shocked to find out. I thought that was amazing that she carried on doing that. And I think it's um, it's good for the, uh, who was it that, that did the movie? The movie company, I don't know who made the movie. I think it's good of them to allow her to do that because they could have said no. But I think it's good that they allowed her to do that because why shouldn't you? you know but exactly. um someone in in the sports world for me would be my linda kelmendi which people in the world might know uh she is a kosovan judokist and because kosovo wasn't recognized as a country our first ever olympics was in rio 2016 before that we didn't compete in anything she competed wow. for years for other nations you know and then but she was always very good and when kosovo became a country uh, she she was obviously going to compete for Kosovo, or not became a country when they became independent. She was going yeah. to compete for Kosovo. And she got a lot of offers uh, for quite a lot of money from those nations she used to compete for, to continue competing for them. And she said, no, I will represent my country. And this was our first ever Olympics we went to as a country. And she went and she won gold. Oh, and can yeah. you imagine what a victory that is for a small nation like Kosovo? You know, I'm pretty sure... We're, we're smaller than London in size uh, and, and have about a third of the population of, excuse me, sorry about that, and have the third of the population of London. So for her, for our first ever Olympics, for her to go and bring home gold was absolutely sensational, you know. For us, she's like, she's like, she's our pride. She's our, you know, yeah. can you imagine the hope she's given to young girls in yeah. Costa as well? Where, exactly, and that's the point, you know, isn't you know, it? They're, they're a little the bit- next generation. Still, well, yes, because Kosovo, for example, they're not as open as as more Western countries to women in sport. You know, I'm not saying they forbid their women, but there's still some cultural barriers there, you know, and she's just completely smashed them. And, you know, as a result, so, so many we've now this year we had two gold gold medals in judo, you know, and I thought she's she's responsible for that. For, for inspiring a young generation and she's an absolute hero well i think you're inspirational as well thank you, know, you. it's very you, nice to listen to what you've achieved but um, you don't and, think of yourself like that though do you because i was going to say well you know wouldn't wouldn't your childhood inspiration be you look at what you've achieved oh do you know what <laughs> i do you know it's funny you say that because in the last couple of years i've sat down and i've thought to myself, I wish I could be like my younger self. Um, I don't know what it is, maybe it's age, I've relaxed it, I don't know, but I feel like I was a lot more driven when I was younger. I'm not saying I'm not driven now, but you know, it's, it's just you've it's, achieved. It's, you just have achieved, so the mindset's changed. So, I think I, mean, I think it's know. the other way around. I look I look up to my younger self rather than my younger self. And I'm not saying I haven't achieved things, but I don't know, it's, it's weird. You go through stages in life, don't you? Well, I think you're 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 very inspirational, and it's been very motivational uh, recording this. Um, so, I want to um, go into the quick fire round, the the fun. Okay, um, awesome. So uh, 15... this is this is time, doesn't it? Right. Yeah. So this is just the fifteen questions against the clock. So just a little bit fun. I'm just going to okay. get my timer up. So I'm just going to reset it. So it's the first answer you think of, or it's an either or, and I'll try and speak as clearly as possible. Okay. Are you ready, Leonora? I am ready. Okay. Savory or sweet? Sweet. Beach or snow? Beach. Coffee or tea? Tea. Favorite sport? Weightlifting. 
most scared of? Um, I don't know. Ah, most scared of not achieving things. Your favorite body part? My stomach. Ketchup or mayonnaise? Ketchup. Shower or bath? Shower. Dog or cat? Dog. Netflix or Sky? Netflix. Burpees or pull-ups? Pull-ups, always. <laughs> favourite favorite actor? Gal Gadot. Best film? Um, oh, why is this so hard? Best film, best film. Rick and Morty. It's not a film, it's a series. Is that allowed? <laughs> yeah. Favourite book? Um, Favourite book? <sighs> I think... <laughs> it catches everyone. Sapiens. And hidden talent. I can sing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, the ones you don't think are going to be hard are hard. I know, yeah. Everyone gets a bit of a stumble. How did I do? Everyone gets a stumble. Uh, You you did well. You did well. You got, um, wasn't under the minute. Oh, um, no. it was so one one ten spot fifty seven. Oh, so, so, so where do I it's, rank? It's gonna be up there. Yeah, it's gonna be up there. Oh, I'll have to wait and see. Oh, okay. I'm well. gonna, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll put it up onto the the website. Um, Perfect. I actually, yeah, I have to see. So, um, but yeah, it's a fair score. That's a fair score. Well done. So good questions <laughs> as well. You. By the way, good questions. <laughs> always find out more about the guests to see with, yeah. with these answers that's what i like about it <laughs> um which was the one that i was thinking tummy stomach god blimey not many women will say that <laughs> well not at the minute um i don't know how much time we've got but my husband and i are trying to have babies at the minute so i haven't been doing intense training so i've got a little bit more body fat on me at the minute but normally my stomach for sure is ripped <laughs> normally yes <laughs> Um, so Leonora, out of your contacts, if you can just have a think about this, um, who would you be happy to introduce this podcast to with a view of them being a guest? So have a little think. Actually, I've that. got I was thinking about this today and I've got someone in mind who's absolutely amazing. She cool. is a fellow cool. crosserman. She's her name is Genta. Uh she's a crosset now, so she's she's married to a British soldier. She's actually a soldier in the Kosovan army. Uh, she's a PTI, so a physical training instructor in the Kosovan army, or she was in the Kosovan army. And uh, she was, she was, she's really good. She's incredibly fit. The British army sponsored her to come to the British army and do the, uh, the British army PTI course, which lasts for nine months, which is what the, what the British PTIs do. So she, she was the first ever foreign national to do that. Um, wow. And she did it, she passed it with flying colors. So much so that afterwards they actually posted her here for a year to go to the school and train others. And uh, wow. she met someone on this course. They, they got married. She, she lives uh, with him now. She's got a son and she's pregnant with a second baby and she's trained through both pregnancies. She's absolutely amazing. So I will certainly be contacting her and oh, let her no, know. That'd, that'd be awesome. Another yeah. truly remarkable, amazing woman. Oh, love honestly, it, love it, love it. She's achieved so um, much. Leonora, where, where can people find you? Which is not hard because obviously I was doing my research and, and you're all <laughs> over the internet. But, but in theory, where, where can people find you? So I'm just on your normal social media. So I'm on Instagram, Leonora Cliff now because I've recently got married. I was Leonora Brashori up until recently. I'm Leonora Cliff now, which is C-L-I-F-T, very easy. Um, I'm on Instagram, I'm on Facebook, Twitter, and I think I have a TikTok, which I don't use very often. But my name is the same on all of them. And I'm on LinkedIn as well. 
Oh, yes, yes. Uh, we can't forget that one. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, it's just as important, um, especially with the army and all the yes. uh, sort of professional side of things. Uh, so, Leonora, out of 10, with one being pants and 10 being perfectly splendid, how would you rate this episode? Absolutely 10, maybe even an 11. <laughs> so interesting to hear people's response and how they formulate what they believe in one to ten and yes yeah, it's, it's, it's so oh, I'm always always to be honest do you know what hear. your questions were absolutely amazing if i'm honest with you um they, they were very sort of um deep questions should i say uh, i think good topics to talk about and and very uh, important exactly and I, I knew it would be a good podcast with you i just i, I just oh, felt amazing. it in my bones felt it in my bones oh, thank you um and i just wanted to leave with a, a i actually had a couple of outro quotes and i was thinking of you as i looked at both of them so the first one is do not judge me by my success judge me by how many times i fell down and got back up again that was by Nelson oh, wow. Mandela. okay i like that wow and you may have to fight a battle more than once to win it margaret thatcher wow oh i love margaret thatcher so, uh, I mean, I don't know if you've watched The Crown um, on Netflix. I did, actually. I did. <laughs> my, my, my brother recommended it to me. Um, yeah, and then obviously well. afterwards I went and did research. How much of this is true? As yeah. you do. Yeah, I mean, but then to know that you actually met her as well. Wow. Yeah, she was absolutely lovely. Honestly, she was she was amazing. I'm, I'm glad I'm glad that you've said that and I'm glad that you've given that feedback because I know obviously the crown isn't true but there is obviously truth within it and what we do know is that she has as I said served our country for her for her entire 100% life. and, and I think you know there are people there are many people maybe even I don't want to get political but against the patriarchy or whatever but I think what they do for the country is you know is very good easy. It's not, not easy. I don't think you're always gonna get 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 it right. But one thing, yeah, I mean, she imagine has... she's never allowed to have an opinion, you know, publicly. No, she... Anyway, she's not. No, I think personally that would be really hard. <laughs> I'm full of opinions. It's very very hard. Well, you, I think <laughs> yeah. I think the crown does in in some ways gives you a little bit of an insight to to understand how difficult it must be. You know, because a yeah, lot of people think, also, oh, it's easy. They've got, you know, the, the money's on their side and they can do whatever. They they really can't. <laughs> well, they can't. But also, I mean, I'm not saying money doesn't help because 100% it does. But I think also the respect she has for other people. Um, again, for me, that just made me have so much more respect for her than I already had. I just, you know, I never expected her to be like that. I really didn't. Oh, and actually, uh, a, a little a little story. I, I know I know you want to probably finish the, the, the interview, but just a funny story. So in, in the British Army, female officers are referred to as mom, right? Yeah. So because she's our colonel in chief, she would be mom. But for some reason, she doesn't like mom. She prefers ma'am. Right. So we were told uh, the first time you address her, she's going to be your majesty. And then every time after that, she's going to be ma'am. Right. So I was like, OK, got it. And also, you're not to initiate conversation with her. She will initiate. And you're not to initiate a handshake. She will initiate. I was like, all right. Oh, my God. I remember all of this. But like I said, I get quite nervous. So she, it, it was my turn. She came over. She gave me she, she initiated straight away. She gave me her hand. And she went, you know, good afternoon. Good, good afternoon. I was like, good afternoon, mom. I mean, ma'am. I mean, your Majesty. And I was like, oh, yeah. That's literally like, 
I thought, why did I do that? And then, you know, I was introduced to her as Leonora Frashori at the time, you know, world champion powerlifter. She looked at me, she said, well, you're very small. I was like, well, very small, but I can lift a lot of weights. And she just had a little chuckle. I thought she was absolutely brilliant. I was just thinking, um, it reminded me very much of the Love Actually with um, uh, the uh, secretary as Hugh, Hugh Grant's, um, was it Tiffany, whatever her name was, uh, Martine McCutcheon. And she's not supposed to say, she's supposed to say yes, sir. And she, she goes and says all the wrong thing. And oh, my like, God. Shit, shit. There you go. Yeah. It's a bit like that. It's almost like, you know, you're told not to. And then it, it sort of. Because out. all you're thinking about is yeah. don't mustn't do that. Do that. Mustn't that. do that. <laughs> what you're supposed to to think to yourself is do this, which yeah. obviously I didn't do. Exactly. But, oh yeah. no, that's she was such absolutely lovely story. about it. A lovely yeah. story and a, and a lovely ending to to what has been a wonderful uh, episode. Thank you so I, much for having so, me. So grateful for you coming on and giving your time. And I've loved speaking to you and I'd love to stay in contact as well. Perfect. I've loved talking to you too. And I tell you what, I'll be listening to some more of your podcasts as well. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for a great show. Thank you. I I know I say this every episode, but I did really thoroughly enjoy talking to Leonora. Bearing in mind, it was the first time that we actually met and it felt like I'd, I'd met her before or that we previously knew each other. Um, the episode felt so at ease. I, I loved hearing about her journey and just what an inspiration, isn't she? Um, absolutely fantastic. So inspiring to have achieved everything that she has. Um, and yeah, to meet the Queen. I mean, that that just tops it, I think. So um, what does that say? You know, it just shows about uh, determination, having a goal, not giving up, that resilience, to, to know your reason why. Um, all of these things are um, things we say to, to, to clients. And it's not just obviously in fitness. This can be, as, as Leonora has shown in a professional career, um, obviously, you know, if something's not working, you may have to shift and change, but it depends what your goal is and that tenacity to keep going and get into the army after all those years um, is a true testament to her determination. And, you know, they say successful people will do what others won't to get tomorrow what others won't. So um, she is living the life that she wanted that she has manifested and that's not being all kooky it's actually putting in that effort to to get where she wants to be and by no means is she finished with her career or where she's going um, I'm sure there is so much more to hear from her and um, I would be delighted to have her back on a podcast episode again so watch this space if you enjoyed you know listening to her go and check her out on social media um, she's not hard to find <laughs> and obviously if you're interested in the Sassy 10 program then as always uh, drop a DM sassy 10 fitness on instagram or the website sassy10.com if you did enjoy this episode then please do rate it review it and share it you know it could help someone else um it could inspire someone else but also it helps the algorithm on itunes so if you're definitely listening via apple then please do head over there and i'll be so grateful if you leave a review and um, this sort of helps me see what how the podcast is going and what people want to hear so if you have a particular question or there is a particular topic you would like me to cover then by all means drop me a message 
Otherwise, thanks for listening as always, and I'll catch you next time.